This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to Pretty Lies and Alibis, a podcast dedicated to the Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell case. Join us as we seek the truth and travel the long road to justice. Hey everybody, it's Friday night and we're a little late getting started. We just emerged from a food coma. I was beyond a food coma. Oh my gosh, we couldn't even formulate like full sentences for a solid hour. This whole podcast may be questionable. Yeah, my grandma called. Uh, she's 86, the one you guys all wished a happy birthday to on Twitter last week and said she had been cooking. So she made us some fried salmon, which, is that a southern thing? Yeah, I think so. I don't so it's like, for those of you who don't know, it's it's like crab cakes, but it has salmon in it. And hers are really, really good. They're so good. I don't eat seafood, but I'll eat that. And then she had mashed potatoes and homemade banana pudding. Yeah, it's a southern delicacy. Oh, my gosh. It I'm, was so good. And I'm a diabetic. And that's why I may not be able to form sentences. Because <laughs> it was so good. It was delicious. Um, so Chad was in court today for his arraignment. And um, this was before the new judge, the district court judge Stephen Boyce in Fremont County. And uh, what do you think about Chad today? I mean, he didn't say anything. He sits there like a robot. Yeah. He um, only you know, said a few times that he understood. Um, the one thing I noticed, uh, and it could be a fluke, but sometimes attorneys will do things like this. Um, I noticed Chad looked a lot smaller on this uh, feed today. Like height-wise. Yeah. yeah. And so I pulled up the last hearing, not, not the... Um, preliminary but the one before on zoom and um either the chair was shorter or sometimes they'll do that like lawyers will put the chair closer to the ground so that they seem a little less menacing or big or i don't know it kind of makes them look small yeah um i know in jody areas they had her dressed like a librarian every day and and she was not a librarian nope never dressed the way she did in court but Anyways, I just found that, you know, I just, it was noticeable to me that he yeah. was much shorter in the seat, but he just sat there with the same expression that he's had for every hearing since. And, um, so what'd they do today? Um, they did the, um, arraignment, of course, the judge read all the stuff. Um, he read a summary of the charges, uh, including two felony counts of conspiracy to commit destruction, alteration, or concealment of evidence, and two felony counts of destruction, alteration, and concealment of evidence. Yeah, so 
it didn't take long. Um, there wasn't anything that Pryor did that that was kind of off the script, I guess. But um, I mean, he faces a maximum of twenty years in prison just for these charges, and it was really um, nice to hear the judge say that. He didn't say twenty years, but he he said a maximum of five years times four, yep. essentially, and. I mean, we're just getting started with the charges. So if you look now, Chad's in his 50s. He's what, like 53 or something like that. So let's say he's convicted on this and gets maximum. This takes him into his 70s. Yeah. And And we know that's not all. No, no, no. This is the first of many, I think. Uh, Of course, we're still waiting on Tammy Daybell's autopsy and uh, the kid's cause of death. And eventually murder, conspiracy to commit murder for those. And then, like we said on the last podcast, I'm not going to be surprised if Chad and Lori both aren't charged with something to do with Brandon just because of the Jeep. And they're on video taking that tire out in the backseat into the storage building. But all these charges are just sort of waiting. Yeah. And I know everybody's like, when are they going to be charged? When are they going to be charged? I, I I feel that way too, but I'd rather them take their time and get everything right so there's nothing that they could walk on. Right. And the other thing to remember too is there's not a statute of limitations on murder charges in Idaho. So, I mean, essentially those charges could come Monday or they could come a few years down the road. I guess it just depends on all the other cases and where they're at. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure at some point too, they, they, talk to the families and see, you know, would you rather go ahead and get this over as far as a trial? I don't know. But there's no statute of limitations, so we just don't know when that. I mean, it could be now or way later. Yeah. So you picked up on something with dates, right? Yeah. So there's an overlap on these dates. Um, So with Chad, well, back to the hearing, um, It was just super quick, and they set the trial date for January 11th through the 29th for Chad. The only problem, well, it's not a problem, but, I mean, it is to us. I'm sure they have a plan. Lori's trial is scheduled to go January 25th through the 29th for those misdemeanors that she still has in Madison County. Yep. So, technically, that last week of Chad's trial, Lori's would run in tandem as it is now. So, we're not sure... Um, you know, is it a situation where Rob Wood is going to let the uh, deputy prosecutor, the one who he questioned a few people at the preliminary for Chad? Yep. Since these are misdemeanors against Lori, is it a situation where he's going to hand that over? Or does Wood know something we don't? Yeah. There's like so many possibilities here. Right. And the last thing is, is it a situation where the prosecutor knows there's more charges coming and they're probably going to be consolidated. They could probably consolidate these charges with the felony she has in Fremont. So we just don't know. But as of right now, their trials in January are going to overlap for a week. Yeah. So we'll see what, what that turns out to what they do with that. So, I mean, Wood said there's no conflict. Right. So I guess they have a plan. Yeah. It's going to be really, really hard to live tweet two trials at the same time. I'll have to have like an earbud in each ear for each trial. I could help I've, you. I've done that before, actually. <laughs> you want me to help you? Yeah. You yeah. could live tweet no. with me. <laughs> no. Um, I did that one time, though, uh, covering, I was covering Jody Arias, and there was another big trial on, and I literally had an earbud in each ear. No, I'm good. It was crazy. I'm good with that one. 
Yeah, so we found some um, old pictures. Yeah, you shared some of those, right? Yeah, I shared them on Twitter and Facebook. And oh, before we forget, we had a lot of messages about our YouTube after the last podcast. And people were saying that there were ads every three minutes. And so we went on and watched and there weren't any ads. But then I go into the settings and for some reason, YouTube had stuck ads in there. I mean, there's no way anybody could have listened to that. So we fixed it. Yeah. We're not sure what happened, but now our default setting is to not have any ads in the middle of of our podcast. So sorry if you guys, if that was frustrating for any of you. And thanks for letting us know. um, We couldn't see it though. Like I looked on three separate devices that aren't attached to, you know, our account. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird, but when I went in and looked, it was all messed up. Um, that's that's like those videos I see that's got the it's got the little orange ad thing like every like thirty seconds. Yeah. There's like thirty of them along through there. Oh yeah, it was ridiculous and yeah. so we're sorry. But the pictures, uh we'll put them on the YouTube video. Um if you're following us and you're you're not and you watch on YouTube, maybe you haven't in a while, we're putting pictures on now that go with what we talk about as we go through the podcast just to make it a little bit better. Everybody really seems to like it. So if we're talking about a picture on this and you're not sure, if you go to YouTube um, and pull up our page, the episodes will all have pictures that revolve now. Yes. So back to the pictures. Um, Which ones did you find the most interesting? It was the ones, no, you know, now, what we know now, and then seeing like Chad and Tammy together. Uh, in family settings and other stuff like that. It's just like, wow. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really eerie to me. I mean, like you say, we know the end result with what happened to Tammy. And there was one where they were at one of their kids. I think it was Emma's wedding. You can see Emma and her husband in the background kissing. And it's clear that Chad and Tammy are slow dancing. And she kind of has, she just has her head on his chest like any couple would dance. And it was really hard to look at. Yeah, it was. And then there was one where they were, this one really creeped me out. They were near the fire pit, and it looked like maybe they had a a firework on top of something, but it was clear they were by the fire pit. And then there were some, um, a lot of pictures with their kids when they were little and some of the grandkids. Once I can blur out the grandkids' faces, um, we'll post those. I'm just not, I don't mind posting pictures of their kids when they were little because they're adults now, but the other kids are minors, and I, you know, yeah, I wouldn't want somebody putting my kid's picture out there. So we'll blur those out and post them for you. And we we have a method now. We've been really lucky about finding some some old stuff associated with Chad and Lori and everybody involved. So we're going to be posting a lot of older stuff in, in the weeks to come. Yeah, it's like a treasure chest. It really is. It's almost like a time capsule. Yeah. That we found uh, some ways to pull up old stuff. Yep. Yeah, so what else were we going to talk about? Um, it was... It's the food coma, y'all. It is. It's that banana pudding. It's, it's still here. It's the banana pudding. Oh, we were going to talk about the life insurance policies. Uh, Yeah, we were going to... I think we we're going to touch on that later, but it's okay. Um, oh, okay. It was... It was on on my page, which is the viewer com- uh, comments page, but it's all right. We can do it now. Um, so uh, we had a question 
about, um, and I can't tell you because the internet's lagging. Uh, oh, here we go. We got it. Uh, so we had somebody ask, does anyone know when the life insurance policy was taken out for Tammy? Um, that a physician would have to check her out. Did Chad have a policy as well? So we did a little bit of digging on one policies in general. And two, you found an article, right? I did. Um, I was just going through looking about what happens when somebody's accused of murder and they're the beneficiary. Yep. And um, I mean, I didn't find anything that was really solid as far as an answer. Um, it kind of flip flop back and forth where sometimes if somebody is just suspected of murdering, but they haven't been convicted, they can sometimes get the policy. But then there's something called the Slayer Rule. And it's, it's in the common law of inheritance. It stops a person from inheriting property from a person they murder. But we know Chad got the money from Tammy Daybell. Yep. And we heard, where did that policy come from? Um, I think it was from her school. Yeah, she was um, a librarian at uh, Sugar Salem Central Elementary School. Yeah. And um, according to Lynn Humphreys, who's the Fremont County Sheriff, he, he verified that she had an insurance policy from her work. So, but he didn't know how much it was for. So we're not sure if there were multiple policies there or what, but um, we know he got the four hundred and what thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, yep. So we dug a little bit on what it takes to get one. So to kind of give you a little bit of background, uh, some people may not know. I don't know. I didn't know a lot of this. So, um, but to purchase a life insurance policy on someone else, you need to prove insurable interest or prove that you will financially suffer in the event of their death. Um, so just little things like that. A medical exam is required. You can get a no exam policy, but they usually cost more and have a lower face value. Um, so, uh, you have to tell them your medical history. You have the exam, uh, they ask you all kind of questions, take your blood pressure, you know, all the medical stuff, draw blood, um, urine sample and all that. So, so we were talking, was she healthy? Yeah. And, you know, one thing that we we had touched on, a, it was several podcasts ago, was the phone call with Melanie Gibb and Chad and Lori where Chad says, oh, her heart was failing, she was sick, she, you know, whatever. And, and she didn't like to go to doctors. And then I remember, I think Julie Rowe had said that when she was going to go visit Tammy, Chad told her not to because she was having some jealousy issues. And she was, I think he said she was out of her depression medicine or she was off her depression medicine. And then I thought, well, she would need a script for that. Mm -hmm. She's going to see doctors. Exactly. You know they pulled her medical records for this investigation. Yeah. See the last time she was seen. If she if she wasn't healthy, she would have never the underwriter would have never wrote that insurance. Right. Um, so and we don't know when she got it, but still. Um, you know, I don't think you I mean, I have heart disease in my family. Um and I, it's not gonna just pop up. Um Right. Yeah, you know, I mean some people it could, but 
Um, I mean, it runs in my family. So, but anyways, um, so yeah, she would have been seen and they would have looked at everything. Um, and, um, so, I mean, that's really, we dug a little bit on that. We just don't know like the dates or whatever. And we don't know if he had one or not. And I did find a case in Colorado where the Supreme Court in Colorado took up a case where a guy was accused of murdering his wife. And because he gave the life insurance money to his defense attorneys, that was considered a third party. And he was allowed to do that. So I don't know how it goes. It's different state to state. And I don't know. But in the end, this guy got 45 years in prison for um, life insurance fraud. So, wow. so we we know stuff like that is probably coming in this case. And then later, if it's proven that he murdered her, the insurance company could file a civil suit against him and sue him for that money. So it'll be, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. Um, sure. I think at the end of the day, there's going to be so many other charges. They're not, they don't have enough life left to serve what's coming to them. But, you know, every crime deserves a penalty. And, you know, they, man, tw- just 20 years for what he's facing right now in January. Oh, I know, right? I mean, conspiracy to commit murder is like for Melanie Pulaski in Arizona or Lori Vallow in Arizona. It's 25 to life and you have to serve 25 years before you're even eligible for parole. Yeah. So these are, Yeah. There's so many charges going to come down. It's just, we just have to be patient and wait. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if these trials are going to happen in January. It could be if more charges come down and they consolidate everything, then I, I don't think these January dates will hold. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yep. Exactly. Um, so, uh, some other stuff we were going to discuss, um, was did Chad bring Lori in to recruit more followers? That's a good question. Yeah, but I think when Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason Mao, when he introduced her to Melanie Gibb, he said that Lori was a gatherer. Yeah, is that what is that who it was? Yeah, it was on that podcast. It's still out there. Um, there's one still floating around. Um, and it does, he does say, uh, when I, when I saw you, I looked into your eyes and I knew you were one of us. What are these weird pickup lines? You know, we were married in a past life. When I looked into your eyes, I knew you were one of us. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, (laughs) so cheesy. Just a little weird. Yeah. Um, but if you remember when she went back to, Hawaii and met up with her friend April who's the blonde that to me they kind of favor it's a little weird I like her she seems like a really sweet lady Um, but she had told April that she was there to gather her but that she would have to leave her kids and April was like I don't want to be a part of your club yeah you know um, but yeah so I would say to answer that question yeah I mean I think that was definitely one of Lori's uh, jobs is to be a gatherer. Yeah. And I, I think uh, Melanie Gibb made the statement that when you were when you were around her, when you met her, it was, um, she made you feel, you know, like you had, um, I don't know what word she used, but. Um, uh, well, I think 
you know, the few people that have spoken out that knew Lori, they all said that she sort of made you feel like you were the only one in the room. Yeah. That she kind of made you feel special and that kind of thing. So, I mean, if you can persuade people and, I mean, look, she charmed her way out of, uh, what, the, uh, what, what is it called? The, the psychiatric evaluation. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, look how many times, I mean, she's leaning up against a car when Charles is shot dead and she's smiling and laughing and, and apparently her charm was good enough to where it didn't raise a lot of red flags. Yeah. So yeah. She, she, I guess she can turn it on. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, so some other stuff was uh, with Joe, Tammy, and Alex, with their deaths, could it have been a poison? I mean, I I think it's possible, for sure. Yeah. We just don't know. Um, I'm going to tell you, though. That would not be... I would not want that in my Google search. Oh, come on. We've, like, got, we've got it all in our Google search. Yeah, I know. It's like crazy. Yeah. Uh, you guys have to stick up for us if we ever, you know, they somebody goes searching our computer. Yeah, um, y'all please tell them. We are not yeah. psychopaths. Yeah. We're just trying We're to bring... We're just working this case. Just trying to bring the info to you guys. And Yeah. 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 I can imagine the local news brief oh, if I know, something right? were to happen to me. I know, right? <laughs> um, and, and my screenshots. Oh, And, and my same, pictures. Same. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I, I literally, you know, with my forensic file searches and, and all this uh, forensic stuff that I look up, I mean, good grief, yeah. They yeah. would just have me pegged as crazy. Yeah. So uh, another question was, is there a statute of limitations for murder? Nope. That's a good one. Not in Idaho. And we just talked about that. They can charge them Monday or they can charge them, you know, four years from now. Yep. There's no limit. Yep. Um. Oh, so we found the old Preparing a People website, not the one that's up now, but the one that was up back when Chad and Lori met. Yep. And unfortunately, none of the podcasts are able to be listened to. We thought if we um, use the Wayback Machine to do that, that we could pull up those podcasts, but they're not there. Um, it's interesting to look at the website. I will say that back in 2018, at the beginning of the year, around the time or no, I'm sorry, at the end of 2018, when Lori and Chad supposedly met, that website had 815 people who followed that podcast. Wow. That was a bigger number That's than I thought. Lot. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, in the beginning of this case, when I taught, when they said cult, um, I kind of thought I'd never heard of this group, so I thought maybe it was like eight people in a living room yep. that made up their own little cult. But I... I'm surprised to see how big, the, you know, the the people are around this. Yeah, almost a thousand people back in 2018 is a lot. Yeah, to me, but yeah, um, yeah, I was just surprised with that number. Oh, me too. Um, okay, so the next one will Pryor request a venue change? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about a little bit about that before, just mm-hmm. for the area. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And... Uh 
wanted to be in a bigger area so you have a bigger jury pool to pull from. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they'll go Boise or um, – I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think it's a given. They're going to have to change venues. Yeah. Rexburg's just so tiny. Yep. Um, so explain the procedure of people pleading not guilty in felony proceedings. Um, you were going to do that one. Well, I mean, they, the judge today gave Chad three options, which was you can plead guilty, um, which obviously eliminates the need for a trial and then he gets sentenced, but he could also do a no plea. But in that case, the judge would have pled not guilty for Chad or you could plead not guilty. Obviously he pled not guilty and everybody expected that. That wasn't a surprise. Um, because the thing is, if he pleads guilty to these charges, when bigger charges come down, it's going to be really hard to argue that you're not guilty. It just, because they're connected. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's my opinion. I'm not a lawyer, but I would say if you plead guilty to part of the crime or the after the fact of the crime, then it's going to be really hard to say you had nothing to do with the crime. Yep. So whether or not it's actual murder or conspiracy to commit murder, it is wording because the penalties are the same. Yeah. So I, you know, if he knew about it and he helped plan it, any part of it, then he's going to at least get conspiracy to commit murder. There's nothing to lose with him pleading not guilty right now. True. The, the burdens on the state. We know they've got more than enough, but I never expected him to plead anything, but not guilty. Um, just what you do. Yep. So I think now we're going to look at um, the light dark document. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to run down this thing. And it's for, for the newer viewers, we should probably tell them what this is. Okay. You want to start and then I'll. Oh, yeah. So um, back when Chad and Lori had first met, apparently Chad is able, or so he says, to look at people and tell if they have light or dark spirits. And uh, there's stuff about being sealed away, which I think is after death. But so in other words, if you're a light spirit, you're good. And if you're dark, obviously you're bad. And the funny thing about this document to me is you can tell either who Lori didn't like or Chad didn't like or both. Yeah. Just knowing what we know about the family, the extended family, um, it just seems like everybody Lori might have had a problem with is dark on here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, honestly. Yeah. And there was also some other stuff, but we're going to do the light and the dark first. Yeah. Um, so Lori's parents, um, Barry, Janice, Stacy, um, they were all light and their numbers were like three. Um, yes. Alex... Alex was light, but he was a two. Uh, Adam was a three. Laura, which was the um, young child that passed away. I think six weeks old. Yeah. She was a three. Um, Lori was a 4.3. Summer was a three. Summer's husband was a two light, but he was borderline too dark. So maybe Lori... Didn't completely like Summer's husband. Yeah. Maybe it was a half and half. She liked him, but she didn't because he's light, but he's dark. Yeah. Um, so Lori's first husband was too light. 
Her second husband, uh, William, was too dark. That's also Colby's dad. Yeah. Biological uh, dad. Colby was three light. Kelsey, Colby's wife, was three dark. Mm. Um, Can you imagine, like, in the midst of all this and, and everything you're having to deal with, and then this document is released to the press? Oh, I know. And you find out that Chad is rating for Colby. He's rating his wife. Yeah. And the other scary thing to me would be, um, okay, the ones that are that are rated dark, you've killed. There are two or th- let's see, three here. Yeah, that that we know are dead, and yeah. one that was attempted, which was Brandon Bordreau. Yeah, so I'm like, I would be like, what? Yeah. And uh, from from the interview with April in Hawaii, she made it sound like this book was really thick, like. He had raided a lot of people. Well, if you remember, somebody had said in the media that at Tammy Daybell's funeral, Chad was going around raiding people as light and dark. Yeah. I mean, who does that? Chad Daybell does, but. Yeah. Um, so, where we, oh, Joseph Ryan, he was 4.3 dark. Uh, Tylee was 4.1 dark. Well, it says here, too, beside the third husband, Joe Ryan, 4.3 dark. He is now sealed away. Yeah, and they she he did that on several that have already passed away. Yeah. Um, they would say sealed or graduated. Um, so you want to pick up with Charles? Yeah, so Charles Vallow, Lori's fourth husband, he was a three light and... He even did Charles's wives, which I think is just insane. But his first wife was a two, a two dark, and then he rates Charles's sons. One is a three dark, one is a three light, and then JJ was a four point two light. So that's like a really, I mean, in Chad's world, that's a high um, light rating. Yeah. Lori's a four point three. JJ's a four point two. Yeah. Um, and then we go on to Melanie Pulowski. She was a three light. Brandon was a three dark. No surprise there. And then her four kids, both boys are three light. Older girl is three light. And the younger girl is a 4.1 light. Yeah. Um, and then Lori requested this email from Chad shortly after they met. So, I guess he followed up with the we've been married in a past life and he gives their summary in a past life. James and Elena is who they were in a past life. Am I right in this? Is this what I think that's what yeah. he's saying here? Yeah, I think so. And they had seven children, four sons, three daughters, and then list them and then list where they were light or dark. They were all light. One of them was tall and a high school quarterback and a female was one of the dream girls. Yeah, no clue what that means. Um, I, the only thing, isn't that like that Jennifer Hudson movie about, it's like about some singing group? I have no clue. That's the only dream girls I know of. Yeah. And then they said, he says that JJ was their son in a past life and he was a 4.2 light. Yeah. And Melanie Pulowski was a three light and she was one of their daughters. Mm. It's just odd stuff. Mm-hmm. Odd, odd. And uh, let's see, we have one more thing on this. Oh, so in this, he tells about the whole zombie thing. And I don't think we've ever really covered this on the podcast. So we thought we would go down the description of what it means to be a zombie in Chad's world. 
Yeah, so uh, zombies are human bodies that have had their original spirits forced from them and have been possessed by either a demon, uh, original third, or the heavenly host who followed Lucifer, disembodied spirit, um, once living human spirits who have chosen not to be reborn into another probation, or a worm or slug creature controlled by Lucifer that enters the body to control the host. That's straight out of Stranger Things. I'm, I was about to say, everything he writes and believes is based on a Hollywood movie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's almost like he's just taking like his favorite you know, suspense thrillers or horror movies and threw them in and made this religion. Exactly. Um, and it says here that spirits can be pushed uh, from their bodies during traumatic events or deadly injury. Yeah. And, and then spirits pushed out are trapped in limbo as the body they're tied to is still living but cannot be occupied by them anymore. And that was sort of following the whole, was it Nick Schneider that Charles Vallow, that was the name of the the demon that had possessed him or something. Yeah. 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 I think so. so it was like, he was still Charles in the physical body form, but his spirit was Nick Schneider, who apparently was not good. Yeah. Um, something somebody else pointed out was, has anyone else died or been shot since these two, three count Alex are no longer on the street? Mm, it's, it's kind of a coincidence, but it, it seems like things have calmed down. Uh, Yeah. 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 So obvious. I mean, every yeah, all of it's obvious. Yeah. I don't know why people are so worried. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're they're going to go away for mm -hmm. a long time. Um so I think the last thing we were going to run through um was uh the email that Chad's sister-in-law put out. Yeah, and we decided we're just going to cover what she talks about as far as what their family has went through. We're not going to jump into the, the scripture. Yeah. Um, so this is um, uh, Chad's sister-in-law. Um, she put out this letter to her stake, and we're just going to pull out a couple of things that stood out to us. Um, so... Um, she goes on to, like, she says some things, and then um, she says, as I've had many long talks with my good husband concerning the horrible events that have transpired in our extended family, we both felt we have had, we have been punched in the gut and kicked in the teeth. Only now, as we are receiving professional counseling and working through this day by day, are we starting to feel like we can finally catch our breath and some days even smile. And I just, I was like, Man. Yeah, it has to be heavy. I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, just having the name Daybell right now in that area probably is burdensome in itself. Yeah. Yeah, um, most definitely. You know, it's um it affects and we've said this so many times, it affects not just the the core people that were immediately around the children or Charles or um Tammy Daybell. It affects in laws, friends. Um, extended families. These um, they had a really big family. I've seen several pictures at reunions or things like that. There's 30 people there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was looking too at some pictures of Tylee and JJ when, I mean, they they weren't that old of them. Maybe within a year and a half of when they died. And then you see them with their friends, and you see them with probably little cousins. And you don't think about 
people like that all the time that that are definitely hurting. It's it's so hard when you're young and a friend dies, much less in this way. Yeah. yeah. Um we we lost friends in high school and it was devastating. Yeah. But it was like car accidents. And so it's devastating, but it happens. So there's not that feeling, I guess, of this didn't have to happen. Yeah. With a murder, it's it's just it didn't have to happen. Yeah. So I, you know, I was just thinking about their little friends and people that, that one picture of Tylee that shows her out in the desert with her friends. And they, she said they were burning couches. And I, I guess that's what Arizona kids do maybe when they're bored. I don't know. Um, I've been there and I've never seen anybody do that. Yeah, but, it might be just a thing, but yeah, I mean, a fire in the desert, if it's legal, it sounds like fun. Yeah. It's toward Phoenix. So maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you see all of her friends and, and everybody's happy. And that was one of the, the pictures where I think I really saw Tylee super happy. Yeah. And normal. Yeah. Doing her thing with her friends. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she goes on to say, I'm going to share some things that I should have been even more vocal about then than I was the last several years. So several years kind of like clued me in. I was like, what? Um, she said, I've racked my brain over and over wondering how it got this bad, how my relative could believe in ideas that go directly against the doctrines of our church and come to church each week as though all was well, that he could get others to believe those things and follow him, that those teachings could ultimately lead to the death of innocent people. My head still spins. How can we prevent being so deceived? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like obviously, um, before things got really bad, because she said several years, that they were not comfortable with where he was going. Yeah. And I mean, she said they're they're in professional counseling, which I'm glad they're getting help. Yeah. Um, because this is a, you know, a huge thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I couldn't help, guilty by association came to my mind when thinking about people who are involved with this on the Lori Chad side that some of them didn't do anything wrong but they're guilty by association. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so one of the other things she says is, um, I don't understand why a family member of mine has done what he has done. I don't understand why my husband and I were blamed and ostracized by our extended family in trying to warn and bring attention to the huge concerns we had about what was happening. Mm. I don't understand how we were so unbelievable and he was so believable. Wow. Um, I, that was one of the things that stood out to me. Um, mm-hmm. So she said, I'm trying each day to focus on the truth I've come to know. I do know um, I have a Heavenly Father who is very aware of me and my family. Um, so uh, I think the last one. Uh, really, it, it just summed up some stuff. So it was her reaching out. She's actually some type of leader of the women's group or something. Um, so she was reaching out to them. So yeah, uh, it was interesting to see, you know, they tried to warn um, and somebody didn't. Well, I guess it's maybe a thing where to them it didn't seem like a big deal. So if he's a little fringe, but... <sighs> If you don't live with somebody and you don't see somebody every day and you don't communicate every day, I guess it's easy for things to get sort of progressively worse. Yeah. And then, but to people you're talking to about it, maybe as parents or whoever, 
I mean, maybe they just didn't see the urgency of it. And, I mean, who would have thought? You know, I guess a few years ago, I'm sure nobody in his family would have thought he could be where he is today. Yeah. But, I mean, probably the same could be said for a lot of killers. Is their family never saw that coming? Yeah. Um, You know, it's got to be hard. Yeah. Uh, I help with a uh, prison ministry, and um, I noticed... uh, we go into this prison and you're inside this prison and it's, it's a really awesome ministry. Um, but we go in and do prison ministry. It's not just, we spend all day inside the prison with the inmates and their kids. So it's a really good program. But, um, when I was leaving one day, we got in our van to go home and I said, we are one bad decision from being right where they are. Well, that's true. I I think probably when you're talking about, not, you know, not about murder. Um, I don't think I'd ever make that decision, but it's true. I mean, I was telling my, I was telling my daughter about driving and I said, you know, this car is a weapon. And as long as you see it that way, you'll, you'll be okay. But I mean, just like a kid who goes on a joy ride and I mean, I've seen it happen where kids are, you know, doing street racing and then they hit a car, somebody dies and then those kids are gone for 15 years. Yeah. You know, first time you say, oh, I haven't had too many beers. I'm going to run to the store. And you kill, you know, somebody behind the wheel 15 years. I know somebody who just got out of prison and it was his first DUI and he wasn't super drunk, but he was drunk enough to, to be over the legal limit. And it was a DUI resulting in death. And he got 20 years and, and he should. I mean, that is a consequence that you chose when you got behind the wheel and you took a life. But it's not like he intended to take a life, but because he made a bad decision, he may, he may as well have intended to take a life yeah. because he got you know stuck with the maximum penalty of what he could have got. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it. it I think most of us are law-abiding, but one stupid decision, especially like younger. Yep. You know, with Chad and them, I think this was planned. I mean, I say all the time that I think Lori's defense will be brainwashing, but she's guilty. Oh, most definitely. She's guilty. She, You don't do what she did and be crazy. I've seen crazy. Yeah, and, I too. And I'm looking at it right I know, now. right? Hey. It's your reflection in your computer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, crazy doesn't hide. No. Crazy is crazy and you can see it and they don't deny anything yeah they have lied cheated stole hid and you know Mm -hmm. they're not crazy they know exactly what they did no this is all very calculated um but we will see what happens um i guess the next big thing we have a Lori's her arraignment was rescheduled uh, i believe september the 10th Yep. So for right now, um, until that arraignment, which again will be super quick, uh, and probably not much there, um, we'll just see if any other news drops. We've got a lot of ideas for podcasts, yep. and uh, we're going to keep going. We're going to do some YouTube videos and things like that. Hopefully, we'll have some news soon. I'm, I'm sure all the families. I just I think about them every day. Yeah. Because just just to deal with what they're having to deal with, and then with the constant media attention and, yep. you know, every time you pull up the internet, I'm sure, 
you know, news stories today, all the main news outlets had this on their front page. Yeah. So, and it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. I mean, the case is just going to grow as more charges come in, more facts come out. It's, it's just such an, you know, such a huge case, but we, I just feel like we know such a small portion right now of what's out there, what investigators know. And so this is just going to go on and on and on. Yeah. And you guys have reached out so much and asked so many awesome questions. Yes. We say that every podcast. We do, but, <laughs> but you do like keep reaching out and keep saying stuff. And, um, we have people from Hawaii sending us stuff. Um, it's just awesome because these places we're not there. So, I mean, I would definitely go to Hawaii on assignment and I'm sure they would like hang out with us. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's go hang out in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you guys are awesome. And, um, I'm not going to say it because I always say it and people are like, oh, don't say that. What like, are you, we've well, taken up 43 minutes of your time. Gosh, um, that's crazy. I know, right? Uh, I'm still in a food coma. If, if this podcast seemed a little slow where we're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, where, I'm where telling you, I have a sugar hangover in my head. Like I can feel it. <laughs> I took a shot and I took extra. Did you? Yeah. I know. You just see Fruit Loop injecting yeah. yourself at random times. Yeah. Uh, but it's worth it. Like, there's some things as a, as a diabetic you will, like, you know, <laughs> take extra insulin for. And Grammy's banana pudding is one of them. Oh, it's so good. Yep. So. Thanks, Grammy. Yeah. She listens. Shout out to Grammy. Big shout out to Grammy. Um, so I think that's about all for tonight. And um, we'll see you guys on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can follow us over there. Hit subscribe and hit the bell button. And uh, we typically have these up on YouTube. It took me about an hour and a half last time after we had the podcast finished to go back in and add those pictures. Um, but it, it'll usually be up by the end of the night. Um, and again, we shouldn't have that problem uh, from now on with the rolling videos in yeah, the middle the of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. So I don't I'm like it Definitely either. not going to put that on, uh, on our podcast. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, guys. Well, good night. See you later. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.